Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A day after the holiday, we like to kind of jokingly call this Mon Tuesday because it just kind of blends two days together. And the fact that the markets didn't trade yesterday in the overnight trade because of the July 4th holiday just, I think, made things a little bit more interesting in the day part trade today. And as we all know, it was a tough day on the grain side of the market. Some big struggles, but there might be some bigger struggles coming to this trade, especially with this weather pattern there we're watching we're going to get all the details of what happened in today's market and what to look forward to as darren fry joins us with water street advisories and let's start out talking because you sent me an amazing map that i know that um, our listeners in in south dakota are also dealing with right now and this derecho that they're talking about moving through all the way to chicago it's a wide swath of some serious corn and bean growing areas yes it is it really is um this just popped up here in the last few hours as a severe threat, and actually it's coming into the eastern part of South Dakota now, and, you know, this is packing sustained winds of 50, 60, 70 mile an hour with gusts up to 90 to 100, and so um, there'll be moisture with it, a lot of rain on the front, but it's kind of like got that bow echo shape to it and is packing some winds, and it's supposed to go clear through the northern part of Iowa, southern Minnesota, then through northern Illinois, and then losing some of its intensity, it will probably, you know, kind of phase out in northern Indiana. But for a lot of the Corn Belt, it's a serious issue. Well, you say that, and I mean, obviously, there's a lot of what-ifs at this point, but it's something that's catching the eye of the trade because there's a lot of concerns with pollination just around the corner. Yeah, you know, this market is in free fall for a lot of different reasons. The, the talk of recession, the fact that we don't have any threatening weather as far as drought, hot, dry. There's been better moisture over the weekend. And so, you know, soybean, soybean oil, a few of these markets, cotton, copper, they turned down here over the last week or two. Corn and wheat were trying to hold on, but with today's action, they've made a top as well. But then you get something like this threat to the crop, and we know what the derecho did in 2020 when it hit August 10th. This is a lot earlier, but definitely some of these crops uh, subject to green snap, also subject to be blown over ahead of pollination, which is not good. And so uh, add property damage to that, irrigation, different things that you know farmers need to grow a good crop. And uh, there's some concerns here as we see this storm really having a lot of energy out in front of it, all the right ingredients to continue to feed this thing as it goes through northern Iowa, southern Minnesota, on over into Illinois. After having a three-day holiday weekend, did you expect the grains, Darren, to trade like they did today? You know, I I didn't expect they'd be down this hard in corn and wheat, but I did expect soybeans would get hit. But really, everything is being taken down. You know, it's just a macro meltdown here with talks of recession. And we saw crude oil get hit really hard today you know, down over 10 bucks a barrel. A stock market was down most of the morning, but has recovered some. But it was just kind of a risk-off, sell everything, uh, from energies to metals to, you know, grains, meats. You know, everything was under pressure, with exception of bonds were higher, and the NASDAQ is trying to recover. But everything pretty much was in the red today. I take that back. Hogs were higher. Cattle and feeder cow were not, but hogs ended up higher.
What are your thoughts? I mean, we have a weekly crop progress report that's set to come out this afternoon, a day late because of the holiday yesterday. Was that weighing a little bit on the trade as well? Yeah, I don't know. I, I expect the crop conditions to decline a little bit because these rains that came through were better than expected for some areas, but a lot of people got missed completely. I'm kind of looking for another one or two percentage points off of these good to excellent ratings. So I don't think that had a lot to do with today. I just think it's, you know, margin calls, people in trouble, people just get me out. And uh, there's just been a lot of, of uh, bad technical action on the chart. So severe damage has been done and, and people now are looking down and, and uh, funds are still exiting. So you got a combination of things. But, yeah, it's put a lot of pressure downward on this market. What are some of the big things besides this weather that's moving through that caught your eye on the first trading day of the week? Well, I just think that some of the uh, some of the, the outside markets, you know, um, there's just such uncertainty, and yet you see the dollar rallying here a, a buck forty here today. I mean, it's really up strong, and that just put more pressure on the marketplace. The euro is getting smashed, and just you know, it comes back to liquidity and the quality investment people want and people are coming after the dollar and that's just going to put more headwinds on all commodities in general. So again, it's this recessionary talk. It's where do we go uh, for, you know, securing our money, the, the most safe place. And it's the dollar. It's going to be bonds. Uh, maybe it's going to be some stocks here eventually because where can you go with your money? But right now it's, it's bonds and the dollars where the safe haven looks to be. What type of push are we going to see from outside market influences this week? Well, I would think <laughs> I would think you're going to have to slow slow the descent down because uh, crude oil, you know, under 100 bucks a barrel, big move lower. Uh, I would think that you're going to have some support come in here uh, tomorrow into Thursday, and we'll try to firm this up. I think for the grain markets, we got to see what this storm does overnight. We'll start getting reports of that. Like anytime you have a storm like this, you really don't know a lot for five to ten days. But I think this is a big deal for the corn market especially. Well, I want to come back. I want to talk a little bit more, more what you're seeing, especially when we look at ethanol margins and their range-bound type of trade and what's happening in the biodiesel side of everything. Stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up. It, of course, is the Tuesday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell. Markets were closed yesterday. They came back with, uh, obviously, a lot of negative vengeance in the trade today. We'll take a look at that. What's more happening as we move forward towards pollination and beyond? How the livestock are handling all this information coming from the grain side of it. More is coming up. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Building relationships to help you succeed is our goal at Fontenelle Hybrids. Here's Verniel Moritz, a Fontenelle dealer near Windside, Nebraska. When you sit with a customer and figure out what hybrids are going to work the best on their farm, and, and then in harvest time when they come through and perform very, very well, it's, it makes you feel good that you place their products in the right place. For more, contact your local Fontenelle Hybrids dealer or go to Fontenelle.com. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticides for a tour today. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield, continuing our conversation with Darren Fry, of course, Darren with Water Street. And we left kind of talking about what was happening, ethanol, biodiesel, but I wanted to tie it in a little bit, too, as well, to the recession talk that you were just talking about. How much of these two and three, shall we say, are going to kind of play together as, as folks try to decide, do I drive, do I not drive? 
and looking at where the ethanol prices are, especially when they head to the pumps lately? Well, I mean, that is what's causing these recession talks with high fuel costs at the pump. Obviously, we know Europe's in a mess over there with the sanctions with Russia and their threats of cutting them off. And, of course, how do they get their natural gas? And we know what those um, values have done over there. But, you know, you take a look at groceries and the food costs and just people getting tapped out. The consumer's disposable income just isn't big enough to go everywhere it needs to. And I think that's been a lot of the talk of, of this, you know, do we have inflation? Do we have a recession? Do we have stagflation where we have higher commodity prices while we have a slowing economy? And I think that is what, you know, the market is trying to figure out. And, and we have seen, you know, better margins here with ethanol and, and the biodiesel side as the feed stuff of these you know, outputs have gotten so much cheaper. So yeah, crude's coming down, the products are coming down, but corn and the veg oils, bean oil in particular, just getting pummeled. And so margins are increasing, so you're not really rationing demand in some of these commodities. And that means that longer term, you still have a bull story here, I think, once you get through this liquidation. So I want to get your thoughts as we switch gears a little bit and, and jump over to the livestock side of the trade. Obviously, live cattle and feeder cattle got hit again today. And a listener question going, okay, why is the, why are we dropping when grains are dropping as well? Shouldn't we be going the opposite? Well, a lot of times, you know, when you have uh, cheap grain or cheaper grain, you have cheaper livestock, you know, and and as grains melt up, a lot of times livestock margins have to improve or they'll go out of business. So you see the livestock, the end product move higher, like the beef and the pork trade. So I guess the, the break today doesn't surprise me. I'm looking up in meats in general, beef or pork. Uh, pork came along, needed to really hold uh, Friday's low and, and really snap back. And we saw that in the hog complex today. Uh, especially uh, out in the deferred contracts. But, you know, I, I think cattle are just trying to figure out where they belong here. And I'm more bullish as we get out past, you know, October, December into next year. But certainly the feeder cattle with cheaper corn prices ought to have more value, but we got to see fats come along to support that. So, you know, overall, I think it was just one day of action, price action. Guys got to be careful. You don't read too much into that. But I do like the long side of meat as long as we don't get into a worldwide recession here. Dollar forty-five or one forty-five bids uh, seen out of Nebraska on the cattle to start out this week. Is that going to be kind of the trend? Are we going to wait till Thursday, Friday to really see any sort of action on those early bids? That's a great question. A lot of times you don't have really established later in the week, and so we'll have to see. But um, I, I'm looking by Thursday, you'd have that trend established for sure. All right, what's what's the thing that you're going to be keeping an eye on, Darren, when it comes to the livestock this week? Well, I think cattle got to hold this. You know, if you look at August cattle, we got to hold this area here of last week, and that's going to be that uh, low of 131.70. Uh, I like feeder cattle for hire. Uh, want to be buying feeder cattle as long as they can hold these areas they're in. As far as the hogs go, um, I think you got to be looking up in hogs. Um, there is some evidence here that, you know, we're going to have a pretty good, you know, contraction still going forward. And I think as you get in next year, you got to be friendly pork into that Memorial Day. So 
we got to get through this late summer, early autumn area. And then I think all the means should pick up as we move into late fall and into winter. Talking with producers over the holiday weekend, um, believe it or not, at the fireworks, uh, the question came up about holding on to soybeans, uh, new crop. If it was a good idea to be to be just waiting to see what happens in the world, or should they really be thinking about making some some early sales? I think you got to be selling soybeans on rally. Soybeans did a lot of damage to the chart. So did bean oil here a couple weeks ago, and. We know that uh, weather is never um, as threatening to the beans as corn. It's an indeterminate plant. So if it catches some rains in early August, you can have some great beans. As internodal spacing maybe gets shrunk up a little during stressful times earlier in the year. And just load those pods on there. And then if you look at what's going on in Brazil, South America in general, as we move into 22-23 growing season for them, um, yeah, they had a bad crop last year. But, boy, I wouldn't bet against them this year. I mean, they could come out of there with a huge crop today what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you well they can always call me at the office here at 866-249-2528 or they can look me up on twitter at fry underscore wss that is today's Fontenelle final bell as always commodity futures and options involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors the Fontenelle final bell brought to you by Fontenelle hybrids and all your local dealers on the rural radio network